When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome, welcome back. Thank you all for joining me again for this new episode. I am so excited to be recording about Mr. Queen. I took some time trying to figure out if I wanted to do this for sure, but I think this is a perfect timing as we are right at the midpoint for Mr. Queen. It just um, aired its um, episodes 9 and 10, so I believe this drama is going to be 20 episodes, so 10 episodes in, we're right at midpoint. So this is a perfect time to um, record this episode. So if you don't mind taking, you know, some time out to listen to me chat about Mr. Queen, then this is the episode for you. So before I get into my Mr. Queen midpoint review, I did want to um, just address something from my last (laughs) episode. So I believe I (laughs) said that one of my favorite dramas of 2020 was Extraordinary You. I was talking in relation to the cameos and True Beauty and saying how much I love the cameos. um, And... It took me a minute after I recorded it to think, hey, it's sort of you did not come out last year. It actually did end um, at the end of uh, 2019. So I need to correct myself. (laughs) And I'm going to be honest, I think it also tells you a little bit about what I thought about 2020's dramas. I I'm still hung up on Extraordinary You from 2019, so that should tell you something. So I don't want to go into that on this episode, of course, but I did want to correct myself. I One of my favorite dramas of 2019 was <laughs> Extraordinary You, not um, favorite dramas of 2020. That's a whole other conversation about dramas in 2020, but we're not going to go through that today. So today's episode is going to be a midpoint review of Mr. Queen. And I want to preference that there may be spoilers. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but there may be some things that from the latest episodes that you don't want to get spoiled. So spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Um, But yes, so I'm going to do what I did in my midpoint review for True Beauty. I'm going to go through the process of um, listing my things that I love and things that I um, dislike. I try not to use hate because there's no reason to hate any of these dramas. So um, things that I dislike and um, I try to get to five or each um, or at least share each. So there may be more um, or less, just depends. But I do want to at least try to get five um, so that we can kind of go through some details. But um, yeah, so this shouldn't be a super long episode again. I try to keep these short and sweet um, because it's just a midpoint review. It's not reviewing the whole drama, so I don't, I don't think it needs to have tons of, <laughs> tons of talking involved. But I do want to just give my um, 
initial thoughts here. And uh, yeah, so let's get started with things that I love so far. So uh, number one, jumping right in, I have to say the number one thing that I love about this drama is the entire setup for this drama. And that is the you know, fish out of water, <laughs> time travel aspect of the drama. I absolutely am a sucker for fish out of water um, storylines. That's just something that I've always preferred throughout my entire life, just growing up, watching anything, reading anything. If the story is a fish out of water story, I'm probably gonna enjoy it. So this is one of those setups and I love that so I jumped into this excited <laughs> and I just wanted to say that I'm a huge fan and you'll hear me talk about fish out of water dramas in the future and I will probably always rant and rave about them even if there's things that I dislike about them the the entire setup of that I'm always going to support so that's my very first thing that I love just the entire um setup number two so this is interesting so I I don't know how to explain this, but I want to say this is something that I love, but it's also going to be a little kind of backhanded. So, so bear with me as I get it out. But I thought it was very interesting at the beginning of the drama that the, with, you know, switching the bodies and, you know, <laughs> um, Bon Bon I call him Bon because of the song. I thought the song in the in the drama Bon when they scream his name in the song. It's hilarious. But yes, his voice um, in the queen's head, I love that setup from the very beginning. The fact that we could still hear the male's voice while, you know, <laughs> looking at um, a female actress. I thought that was great and I enjoyed that process. But I also enjoyed the transition because it was super smooth. Like I had, I think it took me a minute to realize like, oh yeah, I don't hear his voice in her head anymore. It's her voice. And I know there was a point in the drama where, you know, her character or he mentions, the queen mentions that, oh my goodness, now I can't even hear my voice. I hear her voice in my head. You know, I know there was a point of that, but I don't even think I realized it then that it was so seamless. Like I, I forgot that I was missing his voice in her head. And I just thought that was something that was done really well. And I think it has to do with, um, the actress's ability to remind me constantly that she's supposed to be a man, how brash she is and the voice she uses with him and with the king. I just think that is so well done. She, she does a great job of keeping that kind of persona. So I never get lost in thinking that she's this, you know, this, you know, queen. I, I know it's like, oh, it's this, this guy that's stuck in her body still. And I love that she does that without his voice being there to tell me anymore. So that's one thing that I love. And I say it, I said it all weirdly. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love that. Even though I miss his voice in her head, I at the same time think they did a great job now that his voice is no longer in her head. <laughs> okay, so I hope I got that out. Um, number three, the thing that I um, also am enjoying um, is just that it's completely hilarious. It's a great um, I think satire of the historical drama format. And I know there was some controversy regarding that. And as far as like it being viewed as disrespectful to the history that it's kind of attached to. Um, but it's fun and it's hilarious because 
you know, historical dramas are so serious and there's a lot there um, and all of the intrigue and, the, you know, the, you know, the, the whatever. The, it's just a lot going on when you watch historical dramas and it does take you on this huge roller coaster. So I kind of, in, I'm enjoying the fact that it's, you know, funny and it's making fun of that format. So I love it. I think it's funny. I laugh at this drama. I can actually say I laugh out loud. And it has to do, of course, with the, you know, the setup being fish out of water. It's my favorite because whenever there's a fish out of water story, usually hijinks ensue and the hijinks are hilarious. Um, And again, the queen's character um, being a man in a woman's body but at the same time, as the you know drama is progressing, being um, you know reminded of the actual woman that he's replacing, you know that that having those two in the same body in a way, I am enjoying that as well. So that ties to the comedy that makes it funnier, you know that she's doing like he views. You know, I'm the soul in your body, but her memories are coming back. So her body is responding to those memories and doing some things, as we know, in episode <laughs> um, nine and ten that are like, oh, OK. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't want to. I mean, that that whole scene with them and, you know, they're they're, you know, Frisky night. That was hilarious. At the same time as you know, I was excited to see that though. Not in a weird way, but because it was that conflict. His soul in this, you know, woman's body who's reliving, you know, whose memories are coming back. So her body is responding to what she would respond to, which would be, you know, her attraction to the king. So I just I'm enjoying it. Again. Comedy, hijinks ensue. So this should lead me directly into my number four thing. And that is just the queen and the king's chemistry. And I am calling them king and queen because it just is easier for me. But you should know who I'm talking about if you're watching it. But the queen and the king. Um, I love that they're growing growing closer to each other. I also love the actor's chemistry. I think they look so cute together. At the same time, like when when I watch the behind the scenes, it's like they they I, I think it's always fascinating how they can just cut it off. You know, like they're in the midst of this intense scene, and then all of a sudden they're just themselves. I, I love seeing that switch um, in the behind the scenes, but that's neither here nor there. So yes, I think they're doing a great job together. I also am enjoying how the king originally sees her you know before she is you know her her soul swaps with a man you know the fact that he saw her as someone that he didn't have a very high opinion of he didn't think much of her he didn't like her you know there's nothing there for him and to now see his motivations and actions change where she takes up so much of his thoughts and time now I it's always a great switch when it's an enemy, you know, enemies to lovers kind of format. I love that, how you see them grow closer together despite the fact that they started off completely hating each other. I'm loving that. Um, I'm oh, The ending of episode 10, when he wakes up from his nightmare and the only thing that could, that soothe him to, you know, just take his mind off of it was to write, to cre- like create a dictionary of all of the queen's new words that is, you know, the words that she's using from the future <laughs> um, in this, you know, 
this old and age. So I just think that's hilarious that he creates an entire um, dictionary. And I just like watching that because again, it's just so telling about what she now means to him. And it's a way that anything, you know, any story when you're, you know, creating these characters and you're trying to grow them, there are moments where you don't need to have the character say their thoughts or, you know, say what's going on. Instead, you can write in a scene like that where you see him just after being so, you know, traumatized, waking up from his nightmares and the only thing that calms him is just him smiling at him, you know, the words that he's remembered her saying that he doesn't even really know what they mean but he thinks they know what they mean I I love it I absolutely love it so that's my number four thing but it's one of my favorite moments I think of the drama so far that ending of episode 10 um not the I mean that wasn't the exact ending her the ending was you know her the queen's hot tub um situation but I mean sorry not hot top bath situation not that was funny too but but that not that ending um the king's ending but then um let's move to number five my number um number five thing that I love about the drama thus far is the queen dowager and I just think she's amazing I always think the actress she's amazing of course but I love her character and I love love even love the other Queen Dowinger. I know they're both Queen Dowingers. One's like the Grand Queen or something like that, but both of them. I love them because they're both villainous, but they're so funny at the same time. And it reminds me like watching them and their kind of their character arc. <laughs> it reminds me of um, Eartha Kitt's Yzma from the Emperor's New Groove. It's the same kind of concept where the queen is, I mean, like they're 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 mean, they're horrible characters in that they do horrible things. Um, but at the same time, they have these moments where it's like they don't even know what they're doing and they or they say something that's so you know ridiculous. Um, and <laughs> for example, the Queen Dowager's obsession with, you know. Uh, the queen's cooking now like that's so funny and her her skincare how she's so obsessed with skincare so yeah that all reminds me of Yzma from the Emperor's New Groove and I don't know if that was just if that was meant to be or what but it's it's the exact same idea and I think it's hilarious so much fun uh so those are just by those are five things that I'm loving so far there may be more I just don't want to take up too much time listing them all, but there definitely may be more. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is actually the things I dislike. So like my review for True Beauty, I didn't have many. I think I had one thing that I disliked about the drama thus far. And for this one, I only have two, but I will preference these two by saying one of them may, may knock off a lot of points for the drama for me. I'm going to be honest. So this is going to be a little bit of an, I'm going to be a little, you know, negative Nelly um, with this. And I don't want anyone to take offense, <laughs> but it's just, you know, something that I'm not enjoying about the drama thus far. So yes, um, the number one thing right now, not the number one thing, number one um, thing that I dislike currently is just uh, Ubin and uh, the King's first love. I think her name is Wajin. Wajin. That character. No, I can't. I, 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 no. <laughs> she, and she reminds me of the, you know, her character and the queen's, um, kind of, 
you know, cousin's brother, but not real brother, who's in love with her. You know, those two characters for me are just not developing. They are so flat. Um, there's no depth in either character. I think the actors are doing their best jobs, but the characters are just not likable. And that was before she even turned villainous. Like, I didn't think she was very likable. And um, it's because they're flat. I think they're flat characters. I think they're very one, one like, they have single-minded. They only have one thing on their sight, on their, you know, on their mind, in their sights. And that's all they can focus on. And because of that, we don't see any, you know, variety in their expressions or their happenings. Like, I liked what, you know, I like that the King's, um, brother likes her you know I I like that dynamic but the fact that she's not giving him anything back is just as a missed opportunity they could totally give her some more life if they kind of had her you know you know playing into that kind of interaction some more where she you know your she's having some second thoughts about her thought you know her feelings on with the king you know as he's having with um you know the queen right now so I Missed opportunity. There's so much more I feel like they could have did to, for both of those characters and they didn't do anything for them. And I I don't know if they're going to get better or is it just going to stay this way. But for 10 more episodes, I don't know if I can really put up with them. I mean, we already have so many villains in the story. Those two being so stuck right now is... It's unnecessary. I think they could have gave them more because we have some villains to worry about. Those two don't need to be villains and they could give them some more life. But, you know, that's, mm, uh, yeah, that's sad. But okay, so let's move on to uh, number two. So this is the thing that I was saying, you know, may take away the most from, you know, make the most points. And it is... Ah, it is that I don't like the background conflict. I don't like that the king and the palace, like what they're enthralled in, the you know the conflict. It doesn't it, it doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't have much weight against the funny time travel fish out of water aspect with the queen. It's quite boring to me, honestly, and I feel kind of bad <laughs> saying all this because there are so many things that I do actually love about this drama, but. It's a that entire conflict is boring and it's not even believable um, as a conflict that I, I need some resolution for. Like, I don't really care about the resolution for that side of the story. And I feel like that's not how it's supposed to be. I think we're supposed to care. And it almost makes the king, his character, feel like he's just spinning his wheels with that side storyline. He just, it's like... There's no no end in sight for that. And then I don't even know, you know, if <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do with that. But I just know that he looks like he's, you know, like a hamster on a wheel. Like, I just like there's nothing happening with that that part of the story. Everything that's happening with his character is happening in relation to his, you know, relationship with the queen. Like that growing, him changing his mind on her, that's showing his, you know, some fluctuation in his character if she wasn't there if that storyline wasn't happening it was just kind of him this you know this king being a puppet king his character would fall flat for me as well um so I'm lucky that the queen is there <laughs> but um 
even after saying all of that, something else I noticed when I first started the drama was that, you know, I thought that kind of, you know, palace intrigue and all of the, you know, the drama that was happening with the palace was actually, you know, this was all on purpose that I thought we were supposed to feel like because this is a, you know, satire on the typical historical drama that we were supposed to find that background story, you know, tedious and uninteresting and that it should pale in comparison to, you know, the fun hijinks of this, you know, modern day chef, bell shelf in this queen's body. You know, I thought we were supposed to be paying attention to that and that that was supposed to just be, you know, super uninteresting and tedious on purpose. And I'm not sure if it's still supposed to be that way because in the, you know, the last episodes, I felt them really trying to, you know, to bring it to the forefront and I wasn't interested or impressed. I I was actually a little annoyed because I wanted to get back to the queen at moments. Like I noticed when she wasn't there in the episodes and that to me is really, really unfortunate because, you know, and this is, and this is all, you know, me saying this, I absolutely love me a great historical drama. Like that's not an issue for me. I like the, you know, palace intrigue and, you know, all the villains and the palace and, you know, those structures. I enjoy those when they're done well. And that is the focus of the story. Um, I think of, you know, Dong Yi as one of my all-time favorite historical dramas where it had that love story involved. But, you know, there was so much more going on in that story besides the love, you know, the love, the love story. And... I loved every aspect of it. I can't say the same right now at all. I can't say the same. And so I'm trying to figure out if they're going, if I'm right in that it was supposed to be this way as far as like the tedious and uninteresting drama, um, historical drama drama intrigue. I don't know um, if it's supposed to play into the fact that they're, you know, it's satire. I'm not sure. Um, but it did feel like they, it was, it was really pushed to the forefront these last two episodes. So it, 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 it got a little uninteresting to me. I'm going to be honest how this is going to continue. And the later half of the drama, I'm interested to see. I know that we're getting to the point with the queen, and the king's relationship where they really are, um, growing. And I think that is if that stays in the forefront or if that comes back to the, you know, being in the forefront, you know, I'm all down ready for the ride. But if more of this kind of, you know, palace entry that just doesn't seem, you know, it doesn't seem real. It almost doesn't seem like it's really an issue. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It seems like, you know, the, the king could just go back being a puppet king and be in love with his queen and all as well. Like, I don't know what the, the king is really fighting for right now. And that could just be that they haven't revealed it yet. And because I'm waiting for them to reveal that, I'm not as interested or invested. But, you know, maybe they'll show us. Maybe that's the point that we're getting to that. And they just haven't showed it yet. I mean, it is 20 episodes. I know 20, 20 episode dramas do take their time sometimes with revealing those moments. So maybe I just need to be patient. Um, but right now, that's a big dislike. And that's a big part of the drama. So I'm nervous to say that, you know, I you know, absolutely love this drama because of this point, honestly. So 
I do have more loves than dislikes, technically, but that dislike to me, it's pretty huge because I need to be, um, you know, interested and engaged in the episodes, you know, when the queen's not there. <laughs> and right now, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm, I'm there yet. So we will see where this goes, but right now I'm, you know, on the fence with my, you know, total, you know, love or like, uh, love or dislike of this drama. But I do know that there's some things I'm really, really enjoying. I just wish that it was all aspects of the episode, you know, of the episode, each well, each episode, but, mm, but not, not yet. So we'll see. But other than that, this has been my midpoint review. See, like I said, this is going to be a quick one. I, uh, I am excited to see what happens with the King and the Queen, though. I think there's going to be some good stuff ahead. I mean, after episode 10 and how close they got, <laughs> I'm really excited to see uh, what they do with that. I hope there's some, you know, there's they can bring some, you know, life into uh, the King's first love, Ubin. Like, I, I really hope they can bring some life into her. I don't know. We'll see. But other than that, I hope you all are enjoying listening to this or you enjoyed listening to this. I think I'm done for this episode. I do have some plans for some future episodes. Probably not a review, um, but maybe something else. I just want to remind you guys also that I am on Instagram. So if you could just check me out um, at Lola Pops Off About Dramas and follow me there. Leave comments because I'm posting every time I do um, record a new episode. So just engage with me there. You can also leave me voice messages here on Anchor if you're listening to me on Anchor. Um, If not, you know, DM me on Instagram, find some way to get out, get in contact with me because again, I'm trying to make friends here. So reach out and talk to me, please. Uh, but other than that, I hope you all um, are having a great day, whether you're listening to this in the morning, the afternoon or the evening. I am so grateful and thankful for you to be listening to me. And I hope we can, you know, keep having good times in the, ahead. So Have a great, 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 great rest of your day. It's been real. Lola out.